Hey guys, Pete Comerford, Mike Bolton, the Metal Guys. This is the first podcast. This podcast is going to be called The Metal Guys Talk Business. We're not 100% set on that name, but that's what we're going for at the moment. <laughs> my name's Pete Comerford. My background is running a steel stockholding company in the UK. Used to sell stainless predominantly pipe as well as fittings um, and pipe work products to UK companies and overseas. And my business partner and co-host, Michael Bolton, like, who are you? I used to, uh, I worked in the stockhold industry from 2011 up into 2019, um, mainly predominantly selling uh, tubular products, um, worked for some of the largest independents, um, stockholders, as well as some large uh, multi-metal stockholders as well. I've got a diverse range of not just tubular products, but also stainless and aluminium. Are you here for a job? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's face it, mate. <laughs> Recruitment is not at the front of people's mind at the moment, is it? <laughs> so at all. Every opportunity, always sell yourself, Peter. <laughs> always sell yourself. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The purpose of the podcast is we're going to, we think that the metal sector is, um, it's, it's a really big market, not just in the UK, but globally. Um, and there's not, it's a kind of market that people, unless they work in it, they haven't got a clue that it even exists, but it's huge. So the purpose of doing this podcast is, I think with what we're doing now, we're kind of on the side of being in the metal industry. Um, and we want to talk and get a debate going with people in the metal industry, um, for people that are in the metal industry to listen to. Um, that's, the, that's kind of the premise of it. We've got a few different ideas for this podcast and we'd be interested in your feedback or some of your ideas and suggestions. At the moment, we think rather than just having the same format week in, week out, um, we're going to do like a number of different series of podcasts. Some of those areas are going to be that we're going to cover things like um, bottom to the top, people that have started in the warehouse and run all the way up to MD level. Um, we're going to look at second and third generation business owners, how they've kind of continued to level up and diversify and grow their businesses. Um, we're going to talk to people that have successfully sold metal or engineering businesses and talk about their experiences. Um, we're also going to talk a lot to startups. You know, we're a startup here at Compton Group, so we're interested in why people have taken the plunge. You know, it's always a big risk when you start a new business, uh, but obviously with the big risks come potentially the big rewards if it kind of works. Um, and we're also going to talk about the failures. This is something that people sometimes shy away from. But, you know, there's a lot of people that have had businesses, myself included, that have failed. And um, some of the stories behind those, sometimes you don't always know the full story. So we think this is a good opportunity to get some people in from the industry sector to talk about their experiences so that people can learn from maybe the mistakes or the circumstances that meant those businesses aren't here today. start with i think the most relevant thing is uh the situation at the moment and the bizarre nature of the situation um, and how it's affecting people day to day so michael bolton what are your uh, what are your initial thoughts on uh, the last two months of running this business i'm still amazed by it all if i'm particularly honest i still find it hard to kind of believe the situation that we all find ourselves in um i knew it, i I never thought it would, it would happen. I then kind of, I remember just seeing a man buy about a year's worth of pasta in Asda <laughs> on a Sunday and thought to myself, yeah, I think uh, the way people are panicking is going to um, 
But we've had this before, haven't we? You know, you see people do this. I've never seen a man buy years worth of pasta before. Yeah. That was the first. Had he got much toilet roll? Oh, I know. But I just remember just thinking, something's going to happen this week. They're going to have to make it. African going to have to... Um, it's actually going to be like an announcement because of the way people were acting. And uh, when we come into work on the Monday... Um, in fact, it wasn't too bad on the Monday, was it? It was the Tuesday mm-hmm. after, the, after the PM speech. And it was just like all these jobs. I think we had like 40 jobs live going for uh, a really good month. And it, it, just, just it just stopped, didn't it? Yeah. And it was just like, what the hell? I remember just walking around Birmingham that week coming into work and there was just no one around was there you know and we were just trying to like carry on as normal weren't we yeah trying to carry on as as much as you possibly can because it was just like this you know this is um this is just going to blow over and obviously it never and um we've had to we've had to kind of what's the word i suppose we've had to have a back step haven't we and uh, assess the business that we're in at the moment and um yeah it's tough i mean we're, we're talking to business owners and like key decision makers within businesses daily you know we're still knocking the phone calls out aren't we and speaking to a lot of people in the industry you know i mean what what are your thoughts really now on like how business has been affected because obviously some of it hasn't been that bad some people have done really well um other businesses have been struggling a bit but you know what what are you kind of what's your overall thought on the metal mm-hmm. sector and what's been going on i think the ones who have done relatively well are people who've got such a diverse product range haven't they yeah because they, they're in so many different industry sectors. Normally, a lot of stockholders are geared up for a certain industry sector. You know, I started off in one, which was automotive tubes. Yeah. And you, and you were geared up for that. Everything about that business, you were geared up for that. Um, but a lot of these businesses now, they've such a diverse product range that, you know, when I was going out knocking on doors, if they wanted a bit of aluminium, you got it. Want some yellow metal? Yeah, I got it. You want some stainless? Yeah, I got it. You, you know, and it was not just sheet or tube or but you know it was every product everything everything you could do so those ones you know i think they've had a relatively good success really out of it a lot of people have been telling us they're running about 50 percent and um you know for those you know we've having a lot of people on furlough that are um you know they're they're doing all right considering the amount they've got out there but in, in my opinion, you know, and, and speaking to a few people, there's still there's still new business to be to be had. Mm-hmm. You know, if a lot of people are running at fifty percent, then there's fifty percent of theirs that you can have, and that the companies customers aren't being serviced how they potentially was because they've got less dry, they've got less lorries on the road. Now, you've got to, you know, if I was in the stockholder market and I was, you know, I was I was internal at the moment or as a business development manager being asked to hit the phones and, and start speaking to your customers you've got. One, you need to be knowing what your customers are doing, what their plans, how's our business running at the moment, what, what do they need. But the other one is, who are my target accounts? Who was they before I was on furlough? Who was I speaking to? Catch up with them. Because businesses have been, you know, struggling. They're going to look to try and save a bit of money on the material, aren't they? Mm. Well, what we've noticed as well, Mike, you know, if I jump in, is... <laughs> People are talking more now. I mean, we, we obviously work in, in recruiting and no one wants to talk to the recruiter, do they? You know, even the people that we know well still avoid our calls sometimes. Yeah. But what we're finding is um, people are more willing to talk, I think, because of the circumstances at the moment and because everything's just such a, a bloody mess. 
Like we're having much better conversations with people. And I think, again, some of the people we're talking to that are doing well at the moment seem to be spotting opportunities. And yeah, as much as they can't get out, they're, they're kind of doing better business on the phone, aren't they? Building some of those old relationships, reigniting some of those old accounts, but also talking to some of the new target people and actually, like you said, out-servicing some of their competitors who might be just thinking, we really need to you know, lock in our top 20 accounts and make sure we definitely don't lose them because they're our bread and butter. But they're not necessarily servicing the life out of their kind of, you know, the other 80% of their accounts. So I still think there's a lot of opportunity. There's always opportunities, isn't there? It's just about seizing them and creating them and making sure that you're doing what you can do. Look, there's two ways you can go. When this first happened in March, our heads were gone. Yeah. If we're honest. We just felt sorry for ourselves. No, I was depressed, wasn't I? I yeah. literally didn't answer your phone for about two weeks. I know, <laughs> I know. And I rang about 15 times a day. <laughs> but uh, they, um, you know, you can have that or you've got to dust yourself down and go, what, what can we be doing? And the one thing that people are going to be doing is if they're reopening the lights in the manufacturing world and engineering, the one thing they're going to need is time and quicker, quicker things delivered. And that's not just by selling long lengths or full sheets. Start using the processes that you have within your within your stockholding business. Mm. Is it a guillotine? Is it you know? Is it um, a bandsaw? Is it you know a tube saw? Is it your laser cutting? All these are opportunities you've got to be pushing and speaking to, because you, if you can make someone's life easier now and quicker for them mm. to get back to being more efficient, especially when those engineering and manufacturing companies are also going to have people on furlough, so they're not going to the processes that they've got to do as a business aren't going to be. It's quick, or you know, some of them are, haven't got the multi-skilled workers because they've been working in particular sales or certain parts of our business. They might need the support that our stockholders have to make their make their work more efficient, and make mm. their business quicker. Because things were going well, weren't they? It wasn't like you know, as much as we we joked ourselves when we set this business up, we did like the three Brexits, didn't we? Our first year, it was a bloody nightmare, wasn't yeah. it? Just keep having these things that were bashing your business, but realistically like business was booming along wasn't it before covid hit so you know there must be a lot of contract work that's out there that it's kind of half on stop at the moment just due to social distancing as soon as things kind of relax back a bit it's going to be busy and you're right that added value work which is more profitable that's clearly you know good work to be had and good profitable work to be had making nice margin as well yeah yeah for once so yeah, there's there's definitely positives. Mm. There's definitely look. There's a, there's a lot. You can look at all the negatives. Yeah, and it's easy for us to sit here and say you know you can do this, but if you don't try, mm. you're never going to know. When you've got it, you've got to have people. You've got to be on it, because if you're not on it and your competition are, you're gonna look. You're gonna lose some work. So, I still think there's opportunities. If people are working at fifty percent, then you have someone else's try and get something better. Someone else's fifty percent. Really. Yeah, yeah. That'd be my mentality of it anyway. Definitely. <laughs> One of the things, um, you know, I posted um, yesterday, didn't I? And we were posting about pivoting our business. There was a few things when, when me and Mike decided that we were going to set this business up. We we had like a lot of ideas about how we thought the business would develop over a number of years and the areas we could get into. We we just had like a board of ideas, didn't we? Um, and in a bizarre way, because of this situation, we're now going, well, actually this podcast we wanted to start last April. Let's just crack on with it. Um, I think what you mean, Peter, is, is 
We we talked about <laughs> you. Dig or, me out we now. talked about you ordering this last April. <laughs> but if it wasn't, you know, the only time you ever order things is for a Brexit or a COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's expensive equipment, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, but we the, the post I put out was talking about pivoting your business. Now you get a lot of these um, so-called business gurus that you see, like you know, sharing their ideas on different social media platforms, and they all talk about yeah, pivot your business, pivot your business, pivot your business. You know, what does it really mean? You know, it's kind of this idea that you can be in one market sector and then like at the drop of a hat you're in another market sector. And realistically, you know, you companies can't do that. I mean, we're, we're looking at it and thinking. You know, podcasting was something we wanted to get into anyway. So while we've got the time at the moment, while we're not so busy doing as much work as we were before, we may as well have a look at it. The other area we want to go into is more video. Our business was based on video. So we're talking to business about doing a lot of videography now and how, because we're kind of on the side of uh, the metal industry now, rather than competing or, you know, working against people. Um that's something that we're quite interested in and in trying to develop marketing strategies for companies. So, you know, I mean, we, we spoke about this earlier today, didn't we, Mike? That, you know, a lot of business, a lot of metal businesses, you know, a lot of them are quite cash rich or they've got a lot of stock on the ground, but they often don't push the product ranges that they've got that effectively. Um, and that's something that we're interested in trying to do. And that's that's kind of our idea for a pivot. But we're interested in what business is doing and how they might be trying to pivot their businesses at the moment. Um, I've just realised I've probably said pivot about oh, yeah, you've said 63 it. times. Say, then, say, I think I'm not going to say it anymore. I think you've times. said pivot more times than we've heard COVID-19. <laughs> but you're right in what you're saying is um, the video side of going on. Thanks, Mike. I'll give you that tenner later. <laughs> Coming on, coming on site and doing a professional video with our approved supplier would be um, something of interest to show off the capabilities because a lot of stockholders, how many of your customers have seen a stockholder of what they are, what, how it's set up? Mm, I think sometimes, how many times do people ring up at the end of the day and want you to pick 20, 30 sheets or 50 lengths of tube yeah. and think it's like Argos every day? So it's... It's it's giving your giving your customers a virtual experience of how they can see your warehouses and making them aware of the capital equipment that you have. Also, within the marketing sector of it is 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 I see a lot of people on LinkedIn who work for groups um, and a lot of people give out a different message. So don't forget some of your customers are connected with maybe three, four, five, you know, maybe more of people within your company and you're all advertising a different part. So I think, you know, your marketing side, you've got to, you've got to, what message are you wanting to give out? Because you may have your own company page and then you've got someone who's got their own personal page and you're completely giving out two different types of messages. So we want to speak to you about your marketing. Now, for people who are thinking, what do us two know about marketing? Peter... <laughs> Peter is a graduate. (laughs) (laughs) We're just trying, mate. We're just in the sea swimming and seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah. But we can. We have now we're out of it. You can you can see things so much clearly sometimes, Mm. and it's um, it's definitely something we want to. You know, once we can start seeing people again, um, it's an area that we think is going to be beneficial for both of us. Really, you know, it'll help us, but it'll also potentially help um, help you guys as well. There's a lot of people who 
have been furloughed at the moment and they're worried about their job. And then there's a lot of people who unfortunately have had to be let go because business have had to cut back the fat a bit. You know, and employment's gone up usually in the last month, two months. Um, so we kind of wanted to give you a few ideas of if you are in that difficult situation, what you should maybe be trying to do. Um, and I think the main thing is, you know, preparing yourself when you're getting these opportunities now, either if it's a telephone interview or getting organised, video interviews, you've got to seize these opportunities because you're going up in a bigger pool of talent at the moment and you've got to be prepared. You know, you've got to know where you're going to fit in within that organisation. Research the company, have a look at what people in that company are posting, what's important to them, what's the particular focus, what they're posting on their own company pages or their social media. You've got to understand that business and then you've got to you've got to seize that opportunity of ensuring that you know you, you're going to get hired um, because the, the, look there's a huge the, the problem that people are going to have now if you are listening to this and you're out of work but this this isn't just relevant to people like today you know if you're listening to this podcast in two years or three years time it's still relevant you know we've seen really good people go for interviews in the metal sector and not get the jobs when really they should be the best candidate but they just haven't prepared effectively. And I think currently there's a lot of candidates, there's a lot of people that are going to be out there that are going to be looking for jobs over the next month, two months, three months, four months. As soon as companies start saying, right, yeah, we're ready to start hiring again, which will happen, you know, we're getting some people over the line, there are things happening and bubbling under the scenes at the moment. So you need to make sure that you stand out. Now, Mike, I remember when you came, started working with me, um, you bought your booking, didn't you? For yeah. your last ever interview you did. You know, and you, you just prepared and prepared to make sure that there was absolutely no way that you weren't going to get that job. And I think that's what I'd be saying to people is rather than going in there and thinking, well, I've got 20 years proven track record. I've done this. I've grown this. I've done all these different types of roles. I've proven myself at all these different levels. That's just, that's not good enough to have that mentality. You really need to be going out there and proving your worth as mike alluded to and knowing how not just commercially because sometimes it's like oh yeah i've got a bag of names and i might bring a few new accounts in but you know if you're an operations manager or you're coming in to work in an operational capacity within a business or even if it's in a financial uh, position within a business you've still got to add some type of value it's not good enough just to sit on a desk or be a number in a business and i think that's where when you get these opportunities now and they will come um You've got to make sure that you absolutely take those and really do your research and make sure that someone has got no reason at all not to employ you. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. No, no, you, you say so right. Yeah, because you, you've got to make these opportunities. You know, like you said, I did, I did a booklet, and in that booklet, I had the two industry sectors that I looked at that product ranges that I could do and the industry sectors they'd be doing. I looked at it, I prepared. And I give them a booklet each, and went through it, and I presented to them, and and you've got to you've got to be you've got to be confident of what you can offer to a business because having twenty years metals experience now, yeah, it's it's amazing knowledge you've got, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, the knowledge of of the the technicality of the sale is you know is gone really in some not not in all applications, but in a lot you know when you you work in some of the products I was, whether some like commodity. Customers know what they're buying now. They know what they need. You know, even it's not it's not like RGB, is it? Where someone would ring up and say, "Right, I'm building a blast furnace, 
and I want to know exactly what kind of pipe work I'm going to be putting in here because of this particular heat or this kind of pressure rate. You don't get asked those questions. I mean, in my career, I can I remember like probably once getting asked about working temperature pressure rate. Like that was it. You just it was. This is what I want. What's the price? Yeah, exactly. And you've got to, that's, and so so you've got to have a bit of flair, and you've got to be like you're gonna. You know, when it comes back, people are going to want to get up to 100% as quick as possible and creating new opportunities for that business. And you've got to think to yourself, how would you create new opportunities? Not just from a sales point from that, but also from an operations point of view. If you're going for an interview somewhere, drive there the day before, have a look at the setup, have a look at what they've got. Have they got more than one unit on an industrial estate? Okay, how could that, how do you think they distribute that? How is that, is that effectively? Have a look at, have a good understanding of that business as much as you possibly can. Have a look on LinkedIn. Is the videos of or pictures of the warehouse so you can have a look at the setup. Give yourself the extra, mm. you know, the extra bits that other people are too lazy enough to look. Yeah. And or if you know someone in the industry, because it's quite an incestuous business, isn't it? Really. So if you know someone who's worked at that business, phone them up, have a chat, but just say like, "Look, I'm looking at opportunities at the moment. You know, I'm looking at opportunity this particular business that you used to work for. What was it like? What was the structure? What was the culture?" You know, you go in there and you know everything. You've got a much, much better chance, and you've really got to take those opportunities now because there's a lot of people that are out of work. That's correct, yeah, hundred percent. So finally, just for a bit of um, a little bit lighter than maybe some of the stuff we've been talking about after that heavy picture of recruitment. I know, yeah, that we know, said yeah. that we wouldn't do. I know, I know, it was terrible, wasn't it? I don't think we're that passionate about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> When we get um, guests to come onto the show, one of the things we want to do is try and lighten the mood a bit, play a few games, got a few ideas. But again, if you've got ideas of things that you want us to do, even if it's just things like you want to ask certain questions and do it anonymously or something, we're, we're cool with doing those. But one of the things we everyone always wants to talk about is the biggest mistake, the thing that you messed up, the thing that cost you money, the reason that you left a company because it was such a drama. So uh, with that being said, Mike, what was the biggest faux pas <laughs> that you made? Oh, the, big, the biggest one was having a container of tube coming from Malaysia. And uh, comes... going to name the mill as well? No, no. Don't no, do that. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no. no. The, uh, coming from Malaysia and um, the container gets opened. The warehouse manager rings me and he goes, uh, you might want to get down here, get your PPE on. And uh, these, this container is just full of like concrete, just like it's an absolute shambles, really. And I'm looking at it and thinking, right, it's not, it doesn't look the best packaged, I'll be honest with you, you know. But uh, come on, let's just uh, get the forklift or get the overhead crane, let's get it sorted. <laughs> and then uh, the health and safety manager comes and, you know. He's not, he's not in the best of moods because he's health and safety. They never are. Taking pictures, snap happy, you know, and uh, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be a good day. And then it comes out and all these, every time they're taking these, these, uh, these like 2.8 metre lengths of tube out on these crates, just concrete just falling all over the yard, just everywhere. They're dusty. And I thought, oh God. I said, we can't send them out like that. <laughs> and the warehouse manager, what he said, wow. You can guess, but he went to, he goes, he goes you, I know that, Mike. So I had to wash all that, wipe all these down, all these, because he couldn't send it to the customer how it is. Anyway, we get, we, get the, we get them sent out to the customer. Customer rings us the next day. 
answer the phone. You're right. No, he goes, no, not really. I thought he's going to mind about the concrete. And I thought, I couldn't have cleaned it any better, you know. And uh, he goes, no, he goes, the ovality of the tubes are out. I went, the ovality of the tube? He went, yeah. He says, the ovality. He says, it's not going through an M10 thread. I usually thought to myself, I didn't even know how to go through an M10 thread. So I thought, oh, God. You know, I have to go and let this, you know, the, everything that the company's talking about yesterday of the container. I can have to say now with there's a rejection on it. Was it on the PO that it needed to be uh, made a specific valet? No, but I never asked. Because <laughs> why? I just, uh, why I didn't ask? I never asked anyway. So we went up to see this customer. And uh, yeah, they're all out. They're there. Quality manager's there for this company. The purchasing manager is looking at me thinking, why well, did I try and say 15p a metre? And then the MD's there. Because yeah, he's, he's getting it as well, and he big yeah, time. Yeah, big time. And then, um, and then the MD of the company's there because basically we've, they've invested six months worth of stock, and they've uh, they've told the old supplier that um, they're not going to be uh, using them no more. And when we get back, and we've got to check every single tube of the ovality. And honestly, there was very few that went through. <laughs> And I think the total of that cost was about a hundred thousand US dollars. Did you uh, did you go and audit the mill? No, I didn't. Did, I'd did, used the mill did before. You, did you go over and because uh, it was such a big purchase order and it was a brand new one? Did you go and check the material? Did no. you have got any profit in it? Yeah, there was definitely profit. In it. <laughs> definitely profit. Anyway, we got the credit off the of the story. Yeah, we got the credit. But the best thing of it is, is last year we placed someone in that business. And he said oh, to me, I? yeah, he said to me, he says, <laughs> didn't you're I? better at recruiting staff than you are supplying metal. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go, mate. At least you got another opportunity. Oh, yeah. You've got to try, <laughs> ain't you? Skin like a rhino. Oh, dear. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this inaugural hang podcast. On, hang on, before we go, you said everyone likes talking about it. Oh, no, no, What's no. your biggest cock-up? Everyone wants to know, don't they? No, well, I think most people who know me know. Like... It's probably the reason that I'm doing this and not still running a business, mate. You never told me that when you were trying to get me to come <laughs> aboard, did you? <laughs> yeah, long story very short. Yeah, I ended up with a, a sizable claim into the millions and uh, for a, a fitting worth about two quid. And, um, I, you know, looking back, I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> and uh, have you ever tried getting a member of staff in there? Not yet, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at the end of that, my cock-up wasn't as big as Pete's, and I've still made to still keep the relationship with the customer to supply a member of staff. We'll see, mate. We'll see how it goes. We'll let people vote. I'm pretty sure they'll vote for me. Yeah. All right, mate. But no, we, um, we appreciate you listening to this, uh, this first podcast. Hope it went down. You know, if you're still listening, obviously. <laughs> of course they're still listening. Yeah. But um, yeah, get in touch. Send us some of your ideas. Uh, let us know about some of the topic areas that I discussed at the start. If there's any things that you want to discuss or talk about, or maybe you want to feature on one of these podcasts. Um, we're going to start, well, if we get the right feedback, literally the next couple of weeks, months, we're going to start running these out. Um, and we'd be really interested to, um, to get your thoughts and get you as involved as a listener as possible. Cheers for listening. I will catch you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.